The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Roundtable Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I'm a Wall Street alum, a LinkedIn top voice, and I'm here with my co-host Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, DC Marshall. I'm Mita Malik, a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon for pre-order right now. And Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face um, from my perspective as a Black woman and from Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And at our table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then the good thing is we always try to share tips that you need or tips that you can benefit from on not how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are? All right, so let's jump into today's show. Mita, what are we talking about, my friend? Okay, so today we're going to talk to an audience member who has sent us an anonymous question. So thank you to our Roundtable Talk community. We appreciate you. We're so happy that you're engaged in sending us questions. So here's the question. The topic today is... When your colleague tries to assign you work, when your colleague tries to assign your work, and D hears the question from a woman who identifies as a woman of color, I have a colleague who is a white woman who keeps assigning me work. How can I handle this situation without coming off as combative and continue to build a collaborative relationship with her? That is from an audience member. Take a breath, mm-hmm. D, and pause. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to process. I'm just trying to understand. So, you know what? I will actually. You, or I send. I send you. An, I send you an email. What Mita? Can you do this report? Or I, I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to process this. <laughs> well, Crickets. this is actually. I I remember very early in my career. This reminded me of a situation I was in very early in my career where I worked with um, a white woman who was really, really smart, like academic Mm. smart for corporate America. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she necessarily knew who she needed to know to get things done, right? Because in organizations, Mm -hmm. it's all about impact and how you can operationalize really great strategic ideas. And she would always like tag me in the notes or be like, Hey Mita, can you take care of this? Let's ask for me as advice. Or, and I'm like, I don't work for you, but it's really interesting, the dynamics. And I do want to bring up the dynamics. I'm not saying that all white women are assigning women of color work. That's not what I'm saying at mm-hmm. all. So please don't come and, and send me that message. But in my situation, mm-hmm. that was the dynamic. It was really interesting. And so it's intent versus impact is the person trying 
to be collaborative and helpful and say, oh, I know D has this expertise. Let's pull D into this project. Or are they just assigning you work that they don't want to do? And they're just kind of moving it over to your side. And that's really interesting because it's not the boss. It's the coworker who's yeah. asking you to join things or handing work off to you. Mm. Hmm. D, have we stumped you? Yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah. Well, so here's, here's the thing. I think you said, is it option a, like, you know, Mita has this expertise, we should bring her in. I didn't get the impression that that's the angle or that's where it's coming from. Hmm. It's because again, I think we shared this on no. another podcast about being indispensable and respectful, right? So being yes. right, there's a way to be respectful of somebody else's ta um, insight, genius experience. And so I, I don't get the impression that it's that. Um, but I do think there is a natural sort of behavior or pattern that some people have when dealing with historically underrepresented groups, mm -hmm. right? So Say if you are again. a woman, yep. So do you see, I would, you, you yes. know, I'm always processing. So everybody yeah, should I know. know I know you were processing. This is a heavy I was one. processing what this is. That assigning work, I don't think it was, I, I think there is a natural pattern and behavior and um, let's say bias or set point that some people have when dealing with people of color or historically underrepresented groups. It's a very natural assigning and reassigning, you know, work. And, and this is when it's not, you know, this is by process of elimination. Is it, oh, she has this genius or, oh, can I get your, right. your help because I need you? What's, what's the other probability or possibility? It's once you, again, peel back all of that, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Or is it just their default? That's a default. The default pattern or behavior, I think, is let me have let me have her do it. And without going going deeper, because you know I can. You know I'll go to sixteen nineteen. You know I will go to sixteen nineteen. I think you I'm might have to for allies. Because if okay, you're okay, let's say okay. a white man listening to this conversation. Okay, and thank fair. you for so many of our white men listeners, right? Let's yeah. say you're listening to this yeah. conversation and you're hearing yes. this question. A woman of color has just said she's struggling because a coworker who is a white woman keeps assigning her work and pulls her into projects, even though they have no reporting relationship or structure. Help us unpack why this might be a default that happens yes. in the workplace. Yes. Yep. Thank you, friend, for pulling that out. So I think it's a default um, because in this country and the United States of America, there is his, his, history, historical, documented uh, discrimination of one uh, um, race better than another and one race being the owner and master and another mm -hmm. race being the worker and the mm -hmm. doer. And it happens to be Black people, my people, people who look like mm -hmm. me. Um, it's documented. And so um, so, so if, so, so how that might be triggering for somebody like me, let's just say as a black woman, yes. if I am that person and the white woman or a white woman or, um, man does that, and I don't have a reporting structure, um, I believe there's a natural behavior or pattern, um, of, of transference 
that yes. that that happens, and that's why it might be triggering for me. Um, so why I may respond in the way that I might respond is because I'm a black woman and I'm feeling I'm triggered perhaps, right? Or I'm processing it because it feels like. 1619 and what my ancestors had to endure. Mm. And when my ancestors were workers in this country, my ancestors were part of the transatlantic slave trade that were brought to this country to build this country. Um, so, so that's sort of the backdrop and why that might be problematic versus if I was a white woman and the white woman assigns me, another white sister friend assigns me as a white woman, uh, I, I might, there, none of that would be true. None of it would be triggering. None of it would be problematic. Um, but that, that's my truth. So there you go. Does that make sense? And, and thank I, you and so I, much. I, yes. Yeah. 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 So for, for my, uh, white male friends, I often say WB, uh, but these are the uh, friends that I have who identify yes. as white cisgender male, whom um, I appreciate. They're, you know, a lot of supporters. And, and so they listen in. So thanks, Mita. They'll thank you for pulling it out because it gives them frame and reference that they, no, don't, thank you. That they don't have. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can now pause and rewind and go back and re-listen to what Dee said, because it was so important in terms of your journey as an ally and how you're being educated. So thank you for being here with us and listening. What I will say, Dee, is there is the intent we talked about, right? I have often been pulled into projects and I've been asked, not, not told, but asked, we know you have this expertise. Would you like to join throughout my career? And that's great. But what I watch for now as an executive, Dee, I will tell you, I watch the politics of teams I manage. And I tell my team, if someone's trying to assign you work, come talk to me first, right? So leaders need to have, like what I also, in this situation with this audience listener who has sent this question is, I wonder where the manager is in all of this and if the manager is watching. Because here's the yeah. thing, you can't, I try to protect my team's time as my job yep. as a leader. I'm trying to prioritize, there's a lot going on. And yep. so I want to coach want to be supportive and I want to be helpful. So I need to have an understanding of what they're working on. And so if people are coming and assigning stuff, uh, no, no, we're yeah. going to have a conversation about that. And that's not yeah. be being territorial of my team and their talent. It's me protecting them yeah. as well. If they want to work on it, if Dee's, go, go ahead, Dee, I'm happy. Right. But don't, yeah. don't assign people work when you really don't have any business doing that. Right. And you're also protecting, uh, you know, businesses right now, corporations have a responsibility to protect uh, or to provide psychological safety. So some of yes. it is, well, if it's not their job, this is not about you as a leader being territorial to say, hey, if somebody assigns you work, come tell me. This is about, well, actually what we what we, we hired them to do was this. And certainly they're, uh, you know, we're not saying to be so rigid that you couldn't do more or support, but you do have to manage that as a leader, right? You have um, to. Yeah, because we don't want additional responsibilities to tip the scale and, and people are feeling some kind of way at work in terms of how they're being um, viewed and, and then the workload and all of that. So you have to, you have to manage that. So, yeah. Absolutely. You know, something that comes up for me, Dee, is that when somebody, and I've seen this throughout my career in many different spaces and places, and now I watch for it as an executive, when you are busy assigning someone work, what are you doing? That's my question. 
what are you working on? Because yeah. if you're so busy deflecting, it's a very interesting tactic, right? It's like, what are you yeah. working on that you're so busy yeah. trying to assign things to other people? That comes up for me because I watch to yeah. see, huh, why is that happening? And particularly yeah. in the case of the viewer who just asked us about that question. Yeah, I think you're right. It's what are you doing or my que- or and or my question will be, let's talk about how you're managing your time that you don't have enough time to get, to get your work done. Right. So if you're reassigning, right, you said, <laughs> what are you doing then? <laughs> like, yeah. and so what are you doing with your time? Right. Meaning, are you working on something else? But for me, if you're asking for help or support, cause you don't have time, I want to talk about then how are you managing your time? Yes. Right. And how, actually, how are you prioritizing? So, so I think that's also part, part of it. Now I do have a story of a client high level Mm. executive, mm -hmm, corporate counsel, high level executive, black woman. And she had a colleague um, and uh, she was a, a, just so happened to be a white woman. And she was not necessarily assigning work, but she was, um, she was, she was, she was really operating as a pass-through, like wanting to collaborate mm-hmm. on work without collaborating. So in a, in a, in s- different angle, but similar to assigning mm-hmm. work. Like, so if the task was hers, let's just say her, it just happened to be the white woman. Um, and the, the black woman, no, I'm sorry. The black woman is her assignment, right? Mm-hmm. Her assignment, her assignment. Okay. White woman says, Hey, I'd be happy to take a look at that for you. I'd be happy to review that. I'd be Mm -hmm. happy to redline that. And so it it was also in the space of assigning work and taking credit for work, which is actually another episode that we've Mm. done. You see, it's that assigning work, collaborate on collaborating, but not really collaborating. So it was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was a lot of that assigning the work and yep. The deck the review of the document because they were their attorneys this is corporate counsel and it, it was a similar, similar collaborate situation. so i can take the credit <laughs> there you go there you go another episode yep. that we've done but we might have to yep. the linkedin podcast network is sponsored by tiaa in the last 100 years we've seen financial markets swing new currencies come and go decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee quite simply isn't enough So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors. I'm Laura Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. Visit that one. You know oh, what I right. want to go back to? Yeah. I just remember the specifics. It was she'd assign, she'd assign the work to the other, to the Black woman, and then say, and send it back so that I could redline. Mm. Really, so she could take credit. And so, I could redline, yeah. make a copy, put my name on it, and submit it, it as my that's work. It. Oh, that's it. It's exhausting. 
exhausting. But this is why we have the Roundtable Talk podcast. I want to D, go back to something you said earlier where you were calling in allies to help with help them understand the question in terms of workplace context and the historical background of our country. Here's what I want allies to think about. I don't know with this viewer question, audience member question, woman of color, she didn't say how she specifically identified, but imagine if she is the only woman of color on the team and a white woman continues to assign work to her and to her only. So this is what we're also talking about. Like how is the work being assigned and why, and is it to the same individual who is the lonely only on the team? And, and leaders, yep. are you watching for that dynamic? Are you watching for uh-huh. that dynamic? Because it's your job. It's your job to be watching and managing and coaching the dynamics of the team. So in this situation, I'm really curious. I'm like, where's the leader in this? Like, yeah. are they watching this? Because there should not be people assigning other people work. First of all, because it's not appropriate. But second of all, you, you can't have people working on stuff that's not a strategic priority. I mean, are we in a recession? Are we not? There's still layoffs happening. I keep telling anyone I talk to, look up from what you're working on, make sure yeah. you're aligned to the key strategic priorities of your company so that you can make sure that you are making impact on the right things. You have to be. And so you can't be taking on work. Someone's assigning you work. You're like, I don't, is this important? Is it not? You need to yeah. know that. Yeah. And you know, I, so, so I'm going to shift over to if you are the individual versus if you're the ally or the leader, right? Sure. I'm thinking about this. Um, this is where there's a conversation with your leader to ask and clarify your role, go. your responsibility, and then what are your critical few objectives? Like, so you can always that that's how you can you can manage that. Is just let me let me go back in for a check in. So if side of the desk or one cubicle, one office over person is assigning me work, what I am going to do is perhaps have a meeting with my leader just to clarify some priorities, objectives, what's the organization working on. And you don't even have to bring in the other person. That's not what we're saying. Just go in and have a conversation. Yep. Have a conversation, clarify objectives. Now that's one part of it. And then the other part is you have to think about, is this person a reviewer? Will they get, will they be part of my 360 review? Mm. Are they, because see, that's the I I think that's the other consideration is if they are a reviewer, if they are part of that decision-making, whether it's performance review, promotion, so on and so forth. Um, So that's something to think about. Absolutely. And as a leader, I've had throughout my career, team members come to me, D comes to me and I'll be like, no D, that's not a priority. I don't know who brought that up to you. And guess what? If they have an issue with it, have them come to me. Like, let's talk yep. about it. Cause I, I haven't heard about this project. I haven't heard about this initiative. Nope. Nope. And so that's, that's like, you know, in my past life, when that did happen to me, I'd be like, oh, uh, thanks for thinking of me. I'm going to talk to my boss about this and yeah. see if I have the capacity to work on it. Right. Yeah. Thanks for thinking. Of yeah. Me. That's it. But I'm not, yeah. well, I'm not and working I, on it. <laughs> yeah. And I think you started into, yep. The language. So how do you, what's the language or how do you respond? And I think it's, you know, um, I think part of it is, you know, how does this, how does this fit in, uh, you know, uh, well, well, one immediate response is I don't have capacity or bandwidth um, or, you know, um, in addition to my priorities. I think that's a clean and clear, you know, I have some major priorities or I have some very specific priorities um, not able to support or take on any additional. So that's the language. 
not able to take on any additional or yeah, can't take on any additional. Right. Um, and then the other conversation, a very, uh, uh, you know, high level conversation is I, I like to ask, how is this mutually beneficial? I'm, I'm interested mm. in conversations about how, where there is a mutually beneficial opportunity. So if we work together, I love that question. you like that mutual, write that everybody, write That mutually beneficial. And I, and I, I believe that that is the question when you are the person who's always tapped or you're always asked to. Um, to give more or do more or assigned work that that does not belong to you, right? You're not going to be able to get credit for this um, or that's not going to be points on your board. That's points on their board. I'm that's like, it's, it's beneficial to me, D. I just assign you the work. Yeah. Beneficial to yeah. me. Yeah. So yeah, don't more, have to do more any of this it. Sort of, yeah, more to sort of digest and chew on. Yeah. Um, uh, before we get into tips, the other thing I want leaders to be thinking about is if you are watching the same individual, let's say the only woman of color on your team being assigned the office work, we've talked about that in an episode before. That's the other thing to watch for, right? Budgets are tight, layoffs are happening, companies are downsizing. Some of these responsibilities need to be shared among the team, right? And so if it is the same woman of color who is constantly taking the notes, organizing the virtual happy hour, having to set up Zoom and deal with technical issues. No, 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 and no. And sometimes it might not be you because you're busy. You don't realize it's happening, but someone on the team is assigning it. It could be your mm -hmm. assistant, right? And so yeah. you have to watch for these things. You have to watch really carefully for these things. Yeah. The dynamics yeah. of the team. Yeah. I just had one last thought when that comes up in terms of taking on that kind of work. When you're in a larger team or, or even a small team, or let's just say a team period, it's... um. You, you can participate in some shared opportunity as long as it's shared with all. So by all. So if I'm the only woman of color in that situation, uh, sure, I'd be able to, uh, I'd be willing to support if the other team, but, but why don't you have Larry and Bob go first? And so if Larry is... <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Larry and Bob, we'll go with that. Larry and Bob. Larry, take week one. Bob, take week two. Yeah. Me me to take me to, week three and I'll take week four. And D takes black, week four. I'm the last one. Let everybody pick somebody out. Let everybody else. I'll be second to last. That's fine. I'll be but, second but, to last. Right. And, but you see, I looked out for you though. Did you see friend? I said, no, let the guys I went go after first. Larry and Bob. I saw, let I saw. Larry yes. organize lunch and pick up lunch first. And then I want to see Bob run across the street and get the Starbucks or set the zoo up. Okay. And then Mita or I'll go if Mita wants to go third, but I, we're going last. In this instance, we go last, right? But for the other, right? Think about it where we don't have the opportunity. I'll go first. So I don't know why I felt the need to add that, but yeah, that's how that That's, that's amazing. I love it. All right. Well, again, let's we're going to head into the tips now. Head into the tips. All right, D. Time flies by when we're having fun. Here we go. We're going to head into tips right now, and I'm going to turn it over to you for one and two. All right. I'm going to share one and two here, and then always also on browntabletalkpodcast.com. Tip number one. Thanks. Uh, let me review my capacity. Let me review my priorities and circle back. I'll say it again. Tip number one. The response is this. Thank you. Let me review my priorities and circle back. 
Tip number two, go back to your leader and clarify priorities and deliverables without throwing the other person under the bus. Does that make sense for tip number two? Yes, it does. It does. (laughs) What do you have for tip number three? (laughs) Uh, Three we talked about leaders. This is your job to be watching light and dynamics of your team. So if people are signing each other work, D and I can't be getting Starbucks and lunch every time. Fact, we're going to be at last on the list. So make sure you are watching to see who's assigning work to whom. Thank you so much for being here. That's all for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it with someone who needs it to hear it today. Please go and review and subscribe. Table Talk Podcast. We have a seat waiting for you. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Round Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.roundtabletalkpodcast.com.